0: You want your five star matches? <laughs> you want your 30 minute classics? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Slapping Mead Wrestling podcast. My name's Wee Too Deep Four One Three. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at that username again. That's Wee Too Deep Four One Three. So just uh, just to do some 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 housekeeping here, um, we're going to. Um, call out some, some things here, some housekeeping. The first is we want you guys to join the discourse on the Discord. Um, and you could do that by going to the Casual Community YouTube page and uh, subscribing and liking the videos there. And then in doing that, you can find the link to the discord there are just some things about the discord though um we don't promote it to be a hundred percent inclusive it is a friendship it is a fun group you can come in and have your opinions we do run on a three strikes and you're out rule though so don't just think you can come in there start acting like a fool and we won't do anything about it um you know we we have a, a vibe there if you don't pass the vibe check and and the moderators and and all of that you know repeatedly try to show you some signs you know you're going to get um, booted. basically don't just come in and be a dick no, don't come in too hot and try to start start problems that's what we're trying to say here but with that you can also check out again the casual community YouTube and and a Nerdy D show that comes out um, once a week, typically sometime between Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It'll be on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, and, and some other places as well. But those are the three main places you can get it. YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Uh, and then if you're in the Discord or Maybe you're just listening and you're a fan of, like, college football. I do want to promote another person in the Discord's page. Um, And that is... um, The username in Discord is Gossamer21, I believe. But he has his college football podcast first in Filoni. Um, I do believe it will come back and start back up on Thursday, the 20th. Um... So go ahead and check that out on YouTube. I do believe he is working on getting that on Spotify and Apple as well. That is a work in progress, though. If you've ever tried a podcast, you can understand, um, you understand sort of the difficulties of getting on some of these platforms. Um, and then finally, check out my uh, NFL slash football general. We talk about a lot of football, and that's about it. The Calling Audible's podcast every Thursday night um, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Junkyard Media, uh, Media Group YouTube page. That's where you can find all of that information at there. Again, that's the Calling Audible's podcast on the Junkyard Media Group YouTube page. Um, but now that we got all that done, uh, actually, the last thing I do want to promote um. Friday nights on the Casual Wrestling uh, Community Show page. Um, We will be doing what we call Fight Companions. Um, They're watch-alongs to SmackDown. Um, It's me, Notorious, Nerdy D, and Gossamer. We may uh, have, um, if you're in the community, you know Mike. Um, We we may have some other people come in and and maybe for a segment or two... um, let them speak. We're, we're, you know, it's a work in progress. But for now, it's definitely going to be me, Nerdy D, and Gossamer, um, and and we'll work in some other people as well who want to come and talk wrestling, um, if, even if it's just for you know five five ten minutes at a time. Um, and those are Fridays live on the Casual Community YouTube page. The link will be posted in the Discord. The best way to get all this information just join the Discord. And join the conversation there. It's a, it's a fun time. I consider them friend uh, 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 an extension of my friend group um, outside of the the friends that I physically hang out with and, and have um, here locally. These guys are you know part of that that friend group elsewhere. Um, with that, um, let's let's talk wrestling now. That's a that's a long as hell intro. So let's talk wrestling. Um, so this show we'll will do will we'll talk a few things here. The first is, and I don't like doing this, but I don't. There isn't much other news to really talk about. Um, so we'll we'll review Raw from Monday night and sit there and talk about that. And then we will. Um, we have another. I'll go over what I would have my predicted summer slam card based on the, what we have so far see if i'm correct um and where i'm headed and we'll go from there something else related to summer slam i don't really want to give away that whole segment yet until we get there and then we'll end it with three questions from the discord and we'll end the show so this should be a fun show coming up um and, uh, I'm on a new mic if you haven't told us. So I don't know if it's louder or not. This is a, we're trying out this new setup that I have, um, going on and, uh, we'll see if this works. I, I'm picking up a lot more background noise, so I hope it's not too distracting for you. Um, I would love your input on that if, uh, if you guys have it and, um, We'll, if we have to, we'll definitely switch back to the to the old mic if I need to. But we're gonna make this work while we have it here. Um, so let's let's talk about Raw. So we come out here, and for the first time ever, me doing a Raw review, I actually have notes on what happened. Uh, um, so we start the show with Cody coming out. Of course, it's in Atlanta. You're gonna give them the hometown boy. He comes out. He does his normal shtick, right? Which is fine. He introduces I think it was his mom his mom and part of his family in the front row and we get that sort of sentimental feeling, you know, you know baby face shit, right? And then Cody calls out Brock. Brock doesn't show up, but his music plays. Eventually Cody goes up the stage, Brock's not there, and then the music plays again. Cody runs, you know, Behind the curtain, and then a chair comes flying, and then Brock comes and beats his ass, right? And, and let's just be completely honest. We all know where this is headed. This is headed to Cody SummerSlam victory. I don't think I need to be, you know, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist with a degree in brain surgery to figure out where this where the story is going and that is Cody's going to exterminate the Beast, right? He's going to take care of the Beast. This is the thing that's been in his way since WrestleMania, and this is the beginning of his redemption story. It doesn't take a rocket scientist with a master's degree in brain surgery to fucking figure this out. I think it's pretty fucking simple what we're doing here, and, and I think too many people get wrapped up in... Well, what's Brock going to do next Then looking at the bigger store. Brock is there just to do whatever the fuck they need him to do. What's Brock? Where does Brock losing leave Brock Lesnar? Backstage in Vince McMahon's office, picking up his check, asking who they want him to put over next. Right, Brock will probably take a vacation till Rumble when we'll see him again, and he'll put over some other newer, younger talent. That's what we'll see. Um, my biggest question though, and, and, and with this, this, um, segment is the match is made official. We're going to have Cody versus Brock, which we knew was going to happen, but it's the third time this year that they fought. This is supposed to be the sort of rubber match. Where's the stipulation? I think it was Mike in our discord that brought this up. This is, this is a match in threes. The third match, most of the time, has a stipulation. Where's the stipulation? Is it going to, like, we have a week and a half until, well, no, it's about two weeks, two and a half weeks, until SummerSlam. You're only going to have two more Rawls to really tell us a story of what the stipulation is. It would have been a really good time to sort of build that up here Um. And so that's the only real thing I have with this with this segment and with this story at the moment is we didn't get a stipulation for the match. We know we're, we knew we were going to get a match. But what's what's the stipulation? What's the one thing that Cody's going to have to power himself? Is it the broken arm because we've already seen that before. So if it's the broken arm again, I'm not too excited about that. I'm just going to be completely honest. Um, so, that, that's the main thing I have with this segment. It was it was fine. I understand exactly what they're trying to do um, with it and where they were going with it. I, I'd say it was fine. I think the only thing I, I don't like is we don't have a stipulation for the match. All right, next we have Riddle versus Gunther. And... I mean, it was a decent match, uh, but I didn't really leave with, oh, anything really important happened here. Like, we know where we're we're going with Gunther. He's obviously going to fight Drew McIntyre. But I don't want to give away, you know, my whole card for for SummerSlam. So we're not going to really talk about that. I just... The only thing I left this segment thinking was two things. First off, how in the world... We had this discussion in in the in the Discord while we were watching it live. It is um, first off, we discovered that the heart was in the middle of the chest and not under the left titty, like it, all of us assumed it was, um, which was a fun conversation to have. But the but the major part is it's it's someone brought up you know with what happened to Demar Hamlin in the NFL, where he gets hit underneath the shoulder pad right near the heart at, at a very specific second in the circadian, not circadian, that's your sleep cycle, um, in the, in the heart rhythm. I don't know exactly what it's called. Um, but he, I mean, he got hit at the exact moment, the only moment this could happen in the, in the cycle of the heartbeat where it would stop the heart and he almost died on. He or let's just say he died on the field, but was luckily resuscitated. And and the point was brought up, knowing that happens, how does one justify the hard hits to the chest? And I, that's even something that I I'm even considering, that I have considered in the past. You know the. The 10 Beats of the Ballard, Gunther's Chop, any chop, really. These open hand, you know, slap fest to the chest. These, you know, you know the, the Eddie Kingston, I forgot what, the, what he, they call his chops. They're not really hard, though. He, Eddie Kingston does it really bad. But those super real fast chops where you get like 10 of them in 30 seconds. It's the fact that these are still happening this sort of comes back to what we were talking about with Omega and Osprey but the tiger driver I think this is a little bit different because I don't think there's much concern with it um, in that it this is a very rare thing to happen like I'm I mean the timing had to be so precise for DeMar Hamlin's heart to just stop from the contact. Um, but the bigger question I have with the chop that I have, and this is what I w- want you guys to answer, you can uh, you know, join the Discord and, and join that conversation, is how much money would it require for you to be paid to take one, a singular Gunther chop? How much money... Would that require you to be paid? For me, I don't know if there's enough money in the world for me to take ju- to take one. And I know you'll probably only feel pain for a few minutes, but this motherfucker leaves handprints every time he chops somebody, and I don't know if I have the desire to put myself through that. I honestly don't know if I have that desire to want to do that. Um, And so you would have to give me a reason to care. And, and I'm not talking like a $100. Like, you're going to have to pay like something for medical bills. because I'm sure you're scrambling organs. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just... I don't have a price, because I don't know if I would ever actually volunteer to take a Gunther job. But you would have to pay me a pretty penny to even consider it. Alright, so the next, we have a Judgment Day in-ring promo. Um, And again, if you know how I review shows, I don't talk about what they actually say in the promo, unless it's important, or I don't go move by move in the matches. Um, I go off of, what, hap- what? what's the most important thing? So what's the most important thing with this entering promo? We get the main event created. Um, a tag team championship match between Judgment Day, Dom and uh, Damian, versus uh, Sammy and Kevin. Um, and... That's all this promo does. It does exactly what it's meant to do, and that's set up the main event. We see this every week with Raw. We get a promo. It sets up the main event. There we go. We have the main event set up. This is what you're going to have to stay the rest of the show to look out for. Um, The next thing are the Women's Tag Team Championship, but before that, at some point before that, Rhea Ripley attacks, I think it was, after the Gunther match, they do an interview with uh, Liv and Raquel, and during that interview, Rhea attacks the tag team, and uh, what's her name, um, Sonia, gets an injured leg. Right, and so this is just setting up the idea that you know they're not going to be completely healthy. We get a promo in the back at the medical office in the fake-ass office room with the the, the posters that, you know, they add just for good measure. Um, And with the worst trainer ever. I'm sorry. If I worked for an organization where the trainer said to me, I don't recommend you fight, but I'll let you fight, (laughs) I'm quitting the fucking organization. Is that the same fucking trainer that clears Kenny Omega to take Tiger Drivers? Like, the worst fucking training advice ever. If you're hurt. Well, I do apologize about that. Yeah, that that old Mike was picking up goddamn everything. (laughs) So we pause, we're gonna, uh, we switch back over to the old mic, and hopefully this thing works better than uh, what we were just doing, I'm sorry if y'all heard every single noise on the planet with that old mic, Uh, let's get back to the show though, (laughs) Um, so yeah, uh, back to the trainer, Um, pretty awful trainer, like in real life if there's question of your health they wouldn't let you go, but I understand its story. You know, they gotta they gotta they gotta get the story across um of of what was going on. Anyway, this leads to the Sonia Green Chelsea Sonya DeVille Chelsea Green versus Liv and Raquel, where Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green um they win the tag team champions for the women's division. And so I actually have two questions for this. Does this lead to Liv or Raquel first at SummerSlam? And then the more important question is, this team is very entertaining. I think they can have a legitimate run with the titles. Can we finally book someone to be a serious tag team champion? Can we finally book someone to make these titles feel important because I I, honestly I I don't ever feel we've ever gotten that since we've gotten the championships we then go to a sit-down interview with Seth Rollins nothing very important here it's just him and Finn basically you know Finn interrupts the interview and uh, you know they speak and again I I don't go word for word with what they say um, but Seth basically says we don't have to wait for a match um, for you to put this personal thing against you, Finn, you're you're being too personal. You, you have this vendetta, you don't have to wait till SummerSlam. Either either, you know, put your money where your mouth is, you know, do something about it right now, or leave me the fuck on get the fuck out of my face, is basically what he said. And then Finn walks away, but he knew this was coming. He came back and he attacked Seth, and that ended the segment. Now. Here's a note, if you guys notice this, because the next segment we go into is the Viking Rules match. This was really good use of this segment because you knew you were going to have to have a large amount of time to get the ring set up for this Viking Rules match. And so this was really good booking um, and, and use of segment to keep people interested while you were setting up the ring. Things like that just interest me with how they you know, produce a live show in that way. Um, so we do have this Viking Rules match, which at the end, all I can say is this was much better than I expected. The the next thing I can say is I want an Alpha Academy Tag Team Championship run because Chad Gable and Otis deserve it with what they've gone through. It can be a comedy run. It could be a temporary run. <coughs> Excuse me. But this goes back to sort of where I felt with the Judgment Day. Is, um, are there no tag teams in WWE that can be a legitimate force against KO and Sammy that were putting the Judgment Day, who obviously have different purposes. Like, Rhea's there to do that, right? You have two main event guys in there and Finn and I don't feel like there's a literal tag team in the mix there right and and you could like so you could put Chad Gable and Otis in the tag team picture give them the titles and be a legitimate contender <coughs> against someone like a Sammy and a Kevin Um, and then Maxine Dupree is the lid literal reason why we need mid-card titles. I don't think she's deserving of a woman's championship, but if you had a mid-card title and you put it on Maxine Dupree and she's on TV every week, I think people would tune in and watch. The Alpha Academy's fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious, and they're great, man. I used to hate the gimmick, but, but when you really stopped, first off, they're getting over them, but there's more crowd reaction for them. But it's just wonderful stuff that we see out of the Alpha Academy, and 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 Maxine Dupree. If, if if she fits the gimmick, man, that they're trying to get here, I I like what we got going on with that. We then get Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross in a match that, if you were to ask me how long it happened, I'd say like, eh, like two like or something like that. I don't, like literally you blank and you missed the match. Um. I, I, my my question with it is, why have the match? If you want to set up Ronda versus Shayna, a promo would have worked just fine. We don't need a match to know that Shayna Baszler is a fucking badass. You don't need to do that in the ring to prove to us that Shayna Baszler is a badass. We know she's a badass. We just set up the story through storytelling. I don't need to see Nikki Cross get shat on again and and buried... For at the expense of her, just so you can get Shayna Baszler in this feud over. It just didn't need to happen. Um, is there no other way through promo that you could build Shayna up at, without costing one of the lower tier talents to to suffer a little bit more? Because um, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross would be... Let's just be honest. Like, if she fully embraced it, I think she could join the Viking Raiders. She, she, I think she could do it well. She doesn't need to be, you know, doing nothing and getting squashed in two seconds. And Nikki Cross is much better than that. I just don't think it's worth, you know, costing someone like Nikki Cross so that you can get Shayna over. I'm not a big fan of that. We then get Miss TV with Becky Trish and Zoe um involved here. So here's my question with this feud. And this this is something that I've tried to ask myself because I've always predicted that the SummerSlam match would be a tag team match, it would be Trish and Zoe Stark versus Becky and a partner of her choice, which I've always said would be Lita. And I felt this would be a great way to end the story at SummerSlam. But it appears like this is just going to be Becky versus Trish. So here's my question. What's the payoff for Zoe Stark? What's the payoff for Zoe if it's if the match is Trish versus Becky? I personally believe you need to put Lita back in the feud and have Zoe win the match. That's how right, that's how you get Zoe Stark over rather than her just sort of sitting on the sidelines at SummerSlam. While Trish and Becky fight. This has to be a tag match. This has to be. I don't know any other way for it to make sense. Like what's the payoff for Zoe Stark to not even be in a match at SummerSlam? Um, So if you're in the Discord and you want to try to explain that to me, I'm willing to listen. What is the payoff for Zoe Stark here if, if, if she's not in the match? We then move on with Bronson Reed and Nakamura. Um, So my question here, does anyone actually care about this feud? I just feel like this is misutilizing both of these talents. And I feel that every week they always try to put on this. I mean, they're good matches. They are. Between Bronson, Nakamura, and Ciampa, those three mixed together, they put on some good matches. But it's the same three every week, and I don't feel like anything comes of it. And I just I just don't understand I feel like this is the part of the show where like they don't have any other ideas. They've done everything they really needed to accomplish, so we're just gonna throw a match out there with, with the with these people. And I'm just not down with it. This is this was this is always one of the low points of Raw for me. Especially this late in the night for right when we're two and a half hours into it. I, I just don't care about the match or the feud itself. Um, and so does anyone actually like the feud is where I would end it. Then we have the main event, the tag team championship match where the champions retain. And that's where we are today. I don't really have a question about that segment again, other than, is there no one legitimate that we can put that is a literal tag team, an actual tag team in this division? Like, and then I guess next, um, are there plans to split the two belts up? If not, can we just have one belt? And secondly, this is the thing I want to ask the Discord. I want to hear your opinion on if WWE brought out like mid-card tag team championships. So like, bring you you have like the the world tag team championship, right? And then you could have like mid-card like the United States tag team or the Intercontinental tag team or something like that. You can be more creative in the names. Would that be something y'all would be interested in to give? So when we have a story like this. Or with, when we have a story like the Usos carrying it for, for a long time, that we can have some action in the tag division, Do, would you guys mind like a mid-card? Or would that be too many titles for WWE? I don't feel like there's such thing as too many titles. Um, I feel that WWE needs more titles. I don't think they have enough. Um, to, with the roster, the size that it is, it's hard to make everyone feel important and have everyone have a role. So there's only two solutions. You add more titles to make them feel more important, or you cut the roster, and God forbid you cut the roster again, people are going to start bitching. So I think the best way to do this is just to bring out some more titles. All right, so let's move on to SummerSlam. And so we'll go over my projected SummerSlam card here in a second. Um... But the bigger thing I I want to talk about with SummerSlam is does co- t- excuse me does Tony Khan really think he can compete with SummerSlam? Now what do I mean? Collision. He hasn't changed the time. F- you know, I brought up a couple of weeks ago. You know is is <laughs> uh, is um. Tony Khan going to move and actually compete with pay-per-view premier live events or is he going to move move up a time slot to like the four o'clock or the two o'clock um or is he just going to go continue it at the eight o'clock and it looks like he's going to compete with SummerSlam here but if you're an AEW fan or anyone really I want to know your opinion can Tony Khan actually compete Does Tony Khan actually think he's going to not jeopardize the future of this brand and its viewership by going head-to-head with a SummerSlam card, which could look like this? Listen to this card. This is my projected card, right? So we'll go through this card and then answer the question. Can Tony Khan compete with this? So let's start with Brock and Cody, which we already know. So Brock and Cody, we already know that's going to be there, right? Eyes are going to be there to watch Brock and Cody. We know we're going to get Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. At some point, that will be announced. We know that's happening. We know we're getting Seth and Finn. So those three matches in and of themselves, first off, will probably be booked as the main event, and one will start, one will be in the middle, and one would end. You know how WWE is, right? But then let's continue. We're going to get Shayna and Ronda. So that's four big big matches with big-name talent. Logan Paul and Ricochet. Logan Paul is a internet sensation. He will have big audience watching him, right? Becky and Trish, Drew and Gunther, uh, Asuka versus Charlotte versus Bianca is where this looks like it's headed. I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley versus Liv Morgan, though it looks like Liv may be in the sling, so who fucking knows what's going to happen if none of these people can stay healthy, but I think it will be... Live at SummerSlam, they'll save Rhea versus Raquel, which I think is the bigger match. I think they save that for Mania in April. And then you also have, as the 10th match, Austin Theory versus LA Knight, which may just be what people come to watch, if we're being honest with it, because it's LA Knight. Yeah. Uh, By the way, he's growing on me, if you haven't figured. Uh, I still don't necessarily think WWE sees him as world champion, but at this point just give him something. And so um with that card, does Tony Khan actually think he can actually compete with WWE going head to head? And and while it may not be a big deal to so, to some people in the IWC, ratings are a big fucking deal to the ad guys. If the if you're not getting ratings, your ad money is going to go away. And so I just don't understand the the logic between going head-to-head with the Premier live event. Move up to four. What the fuck else is, is TNT going to air on a Saturday afternoon? There's no basketball right now. There's no hockey right now. What, you're going to interrupt a movie that you could put behind the one hour or two hours of, of, of collision? I don't even know how long it is, to be honest. Right? Right. You could put this on at four or five o'clock in the afternoon and sort of have it lead into the pre-show for SummerSlam. I don't understand the idea of trying to compete for viewership here. This doesn't make any business sense to me. All right, so that's all. That's all we'll talk about there. Now we're, we'll end this with questions from the Discord. The first question. So the first two questions i'm actually going to split this up so the first one will be by notorious nerdy d the second one by b master 84 i believe is his uh username and then we'll do the last one which is another one that nerdy d gave me that i want to save for last because it's fun and creative so the first one is is naomi or now going by trinity won the impact knockouts championship over the weekend and his sort of question is, and I want to read it word for word from the from the page here. Um, uh, let's get it here. Where'd it go? There it is. I'm sorry, I got to scroll up a little bit. We, we talk a lot here in my suggestion page. Um, right here. All right. I'd like to hear your opinion on if you think Naomi slash Trinity winning the impact knockouts championship should be seen as a step forward or back in her career. Does winning a title in a lesser company justify her leaving? All right. So I contemplated even bringing this up on this show before nerdy D asked the question. So I always ask, hey, the show is being recorded on this day. You have till this time to uh, to send in your questions. Um, And so I contemplated talking about this, but I decided it probably wouldn't, you know, it's not worth my time to talk about impact if no one's interested in hearing about impact. Um, and and I want to watch Impact. I'm very interested in some of the product. I got some questions about it. Like, how do you bring back Eric Young without um, talking? At least bringing up. The, I mean, they brought it up a little bit that he came back from the dead. But you literally, when you sent him off in December, you stabbed him to death. Like, you don't even you don't even have him come back with stab marks on him. Like, I don't I don't know. I just feel you could have done that return a little bit better. There's a good chance for like a resurrection type thing. But no, you bring them back as Team Canada for the cheap pop. That, it's just shit like this that annoys me. But back to Naomi slash Trinity. Whatever you want to call her, right? I'm not a big stickler on names. She's Naomi. That's how I know her. Um, And so the question is, is it a step forward? Does it justify leaving WWE? No, it doesn't. Absolutely, it does not. Um, it does not justify her leaving. Here's here's my thought on it. I'm going to read my exact um thing that I that I put um the 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 thing that I put here. Let's see where'd it go. Right here. I said, and so I w- I will expand on this on the podcast, which is what I'm doing now. But I feel that's exactly what they did. Which is this is in a reply to someone who says, I don't think it's a step backwards because she's a former women's champion in WWE. It's not like she never won anything, then went to Impact, and they just made her champion based off her name or because she's from WWE. And so my response, and this is how I feel, I feel that that's exactly what they did. They signed the ex-WWE superstar. They put the belt on her. Now, let's just be completely honest. I'm a Naomi fan. I have pictures of me wearing Naomi's shirt. I I was in WrestleMania. I was in Orlando at WrestleMania thirty three when she won the title, or defended the title. I don't remember exactly. She either won it there or she was defending the title there. One of the two. Either way, I'm a huge Naomi fan. I love Naomi. I think I think she's in her age and time when she was you know here. She was one of the most athletic talents in a in a age and time when like Nikki and Brie Bella weren't athletic at all they were right but Naomi was and I've, I always felt she was slept on in WWE until they finally made her champion but let's just be completely honest winning the knockouts title is not a promotion you don't leave the top of the mountain to go down four rungs and win the title there that's not a promotion That doesn't do anything for you This doesn't just Like this doesn't make the career better This doesn't justify the choice to leave Right Like, Like I can count right now Four Championships That you can consider Having more prestige In the women's division of wrestling Over the knockouts championship you got the two on WWE, you got Asuka, you got Rhea Ripley. Those are the top tier. And then you got the uh you got what Tony Storm as AEW women's champion and Statlander as what TBS champion. Those four titles are above the knockouts championship. And then you have to consider is not New Japan's women's title? Which I believe, I mean, Sasha had it. Mercedes. Um, uh, who is IGWP women's champion right now? It is Mayu Awatani. I don't know who that is, but that's fine. Um, But there's only been three champions anyway. Her, Awatani, Sasha Banks, and Kyrie Sane. Um, and so I just, I, I would consider that that may have a little bit more prestige as well than the knockouts. So you're looking at like, you're the fifth or sixth most important women's champion in the, in the industry. And you want me to believe that that's, that's a a promotion that that's improving your, your, your worth in the business. I'm sorry. I just can't believe that. So no, this is not a this is not a, a positive for your career. This isn't justification for you leaving. Um now, I'm not saying she's not talented. And I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it, because she more than deserves to be women's champion in the WWE. If she was in WWE right now, she would be a legitimate challenger to Asuka. She could put on some banger of a mat of matches with Bianca Belair. That would be an athletic masterpiece. She is more than talented enough to be WWE Women's Champion. But you can't tell me that her going down to Impact and winning the Knockouts title, especially when it's against like like and here's the thing, you're not going also to you're not going to convince me though. That she comes in and can beat Diana Perazzo. I'm going to get on a soapbox here for a minute. When I was just starting to get back into wrestling, 2014, 2015 ish, I was a super hardcore. What, what what I would make fun of as the IWC. Now I was one of those one of those people, and I was super hardcore in the ind- independent women's scene. It, um, here in Charlotte, we used to have. Uh, an all-women's independent uh, wrestling promotion. And they would get all these indie stars and uh, that, that were women and, and put on a show, and I would go to some of them. Um, and I even think they still do one night a week or one night a, a year now. I think it's called like Ladies' Night Out or something. And they get the biggest names in independent women's wrestling to come and do a show. And and I was I I I loved it, right? And I was in the independent scene with the women's division. And Diana Perazzo was one of the first people that I watched and fell in love with on the indie scene. Um. And and WWE had her in NXT. And they did jack shit with her. And that <laughs> this is one of the ones that I feel they let get away. I don't get mad a lot of times when they let people in NXT walk. Because, you know, like Tay Mello, Like Tay Conti, Tay, uh, Sammy Guevara's, I guess, wife now. I don't know if they're right. Tanara Conti, Tay Mello, whatever the fuck you want to call her. I was a little upset that the NXT let her walk. But let's just be honest they made the smart decision there let's just be honest but like diana Perazzo is women's champion caliber talent and I'm sorry you're not going to convince me that Naomi can beat her um and so and I get it, I get it it's a story it's 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 not that important to, to mope about but I don't know I just don't know. If this like justifies her leaving WWE, you're gonna sit here and tell me you'd rather be the fourth or fifth, sixth best, most important women's champion in the industry over being in the picture for the most prestigious. Like I would even say that uh, Raquel Rodriguez going after Rhea's title what makes her more prestigious than Naomi, and Naomi holds a title. I, and that's just how I feel about it. I just, I, I, she's more than deserving to be champion. I just don't think that, you know, this is an improvement in her career um, over, you know, being in the WWE. I'll just be completely honest. Um, all right. So, the next question is from B Master. Does working the indies, you know, transfer over... Um, I want to read his actual question. Does, does working the indies count as credit towards being a world champion? And so, I had to ask him for clarification. Um, he said, you know, if you want to be a doctor, you take, you know, X amount of classes before you're considered a doctor. Um, does working different indie wrestling shows count toward you becoming a world champion in a major TV show like Impact, AEW, or WWE, kind of like how Cody did after he left? And the answer is no. Quite, quite simply, no. Uh, this all comes down, if I had to reword this question, does, make it, does working the indies make you world championship caliber? So the first thing, if we want to continue the school thing, and Gossamer actually used this example in the Discord, not all credits transfer equally so let's I'm a transfer student when I was in college. I graduated from community college with my associate's degree in a transfer program. but because um not all credits transfer not all of my credits there at the community college would have transferred to the state college that I was going to the four year university and so if you're running the indie scene and and you're a world title champion there and you put in twenty years. That doesn't mean jack shit that you should be on TV. That's just my opinion. I don't think that this is the whole thing in the in the IWC right now where people argue that Logan Paul shouldn't be considered a WWE superstar because he never put in his time, and he should never be in. You know, he should have never had the title match against Roman because he never put in his time. He never paid his dues, which is a bunch of bullshit. Roman Reigns draws money. That's all that fucking matters. Right? It's a television show. For God's sakes. Like and I'm not saying you if you have this opinion, you're wrong. I just think it's delusional in a way where we have to you have to work this path. Um to you have to work the indies. You have to you have to do it the way Sami Zayn did it. You have to do it the way everybody else did it. You can't just make it in the game. And I think a lot of it comes from wrestlers who are jealous that they haven't fucking made it. And, but Logan Paul gets a free pay. Yeah, because Logan Paul puts asses in seats and gives fucking money to the company who signed him. If you were worth a damn, and, and, and I'm speaking to the wrestlers, because this this annoys the fuck out of me when indie wrestlers complain about people not paying their dues. If you were a better fucking indie wrestler, don't you think WWE would fucking try to sign you? So fucking tired. I'm, I'm I, I literally am so fucking tired of hearing indie wrestlers who couldn't sell fucking 13 seats at a fucking gymnasium complaining because they don't get a tryout. But Logan Paul gets a free pass. Bitch, Logan Paul has more talent in his fucking dick than you have in your entire body. And I'm sorry for the language, but it just irritates the piss out of me. <laughs> That Logan Paul gets critiqued for not paying his dues. Like, who the fuck are you to gatekeep who WWE makes a top star in their company? I just, if you could sell tickets, you would be on a major a major brand. And so to all you indie wrestlers who want to pitch all the goddamn time about how people don't pay their dues and, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, so we'll end this show. We'll end it with the last question that Nerdy D asked me, and it essentially goes down like this: You have to have a five team, a five person, a five member faction, but you're building it with current WW, excuse me, current NFL uh, players, um, and so you have to have a main eventer, a mid card guy, a manager, and a tag team. Um, Some of these are easy. Some of these are not for me. Um, So let's start with the manager. Now, when I think of manager, I think of like mouthpiece, someone who's entertaining, charismatic. um, But also someone who's sort of like in kayfabe, you know, actually manages the team. He books the, the matches. He makes sure so that, you know, like Paul Heyman does for Roman, that Roman shows up when Roman wants to and the dates are confirmed and Paul Heyman's the one handling all of that, right? The guy on the phone. Right, so so I immediately think of a coach. So maybe I'm breaking the rules a little bit here, but I feel like the manager should be a coach. And, and, and there's several you could think of who are good managers of their team and managers of the game as the head coach. But you have to have that charisma. And there's only two coaches that I could think of that are charismatic enough to be a manager of a WWE faction. The first one is Dan Campbell, which is not the one that I picked. Ultimately, he did not get picked. The one that I did pick is Philadelphia Eagles head coach Nick Seriani. This dude just fucking is he's funny. He's charismatic, but he's a good game manager. He's a good football coach. And he understands how to 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 do all of that. <laughs> uh and how to how to call plays and, and he and I think he would be a very good manager for this faction. So let's move to the mid card talent. Um and and I'm sitting here thinking who would be the guy that I would put to go for like the US title? You know, maybe he's not the biggest, maybe he's not the most athletic, but he's entertaining and 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 um And I'm sitting here thinking, and it just clicked. Jamal Williams. I think he's on the Saints now. He just left the Lions. He was on the Lions. Jamal Williams is funny as fuck, man. Says whatever the fuck he wants. I feel like he could beat some motherfuckers up. And he's just cool and chill. I think the crowd would love him. Jamal Williams. All right, the tag team is the easiest one for me. The tag team is the easiest one for me. So what do I look for in a tag team? Well, I look for someone who have chemistry. I look for someone who, you know, they're, you know I'm trying to build a, a somewhat big team here. Uh, uh, someone who's, ath- people who are athletic, they have chemistry. That's the main point is I really want them to have chemistry as a tag team. I'm not just putting random people together. And so I instantly thought, okay, so it could be two people who play together in the pros and they have that chemistry that way. Or it could be something different. Maybe it could be they've lived their whole life together. Bro, this is fucking easy. You put the two Kelsey brothers, Jason Kelsey, center from the Eagles, Travis Kelsey, tight end from the Chiefs. You make them your tag team. This is easy to me. I think that's fucking common sense right there. Um, And then you have your main eventer. And then this one's also common sense to me. George Kittle. George Kittle is my main eventer. So we have a faction that consists of George Kittle, the Kelsey brothers, Jamal Williams, managed by Nick Sariani. and I think you got a pretty damn good faction there. So if you're a sports fan who understands football, let me know what you think. Did I did I do right? Was this a little bit off base? Who would you have if you were to build a current a, a faction using current? Uh, NFL players and I'm going to say coaches as manager only because that's what I did so who would you have let me know let's have this conversation um you can have that conversation in the discord again you can go to the casual community youtube page join the uh, click the link there and join other than that I thank you all for listening thank you sorry I love alpha academy now but uh Thank you all for listening to the Slap and Meat Wrestling Podcast. Um, just going to go ahead and promote this at the at the whim and the helm of and uh, of someone asking when am I going to get my brother on a show again? They want to hear from the Junkyard James from the Junkyard Podcast on the Junkyard Media Group page. Check it out. Go ahead and see. I mean, if you're a casual fan, you probably won't like the opinions because it is a little bit more hardcore fan based and promote it to he will be on the show next Wednesday I tried to get it on Saturday but he won't he's not able to record till next week so we will have him on next Wednesday episode we will sit down with Junkyard Jimmy from the Junkyard pod uh, the Junkyard podcast and uh uh, if you're in the Discord and you want to ask him some questions, if you know sort of the the debate we've ha- we've been having with with him and the rest of the IWC, uh, I just got a notification while recording this that DJ Wavy D wrote the whole script for me. Dude, dude, dude should just be li- labeled as executive producer. This dude writes so many good questions so that I don't even have to even think of anything half the time. Um, so I do appreciate that Wavy D. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you all for, for listening and look forward to that. And we will see y'all on Saturday. Um, actually I'll see you before then on fr- at Friday night at the fight companion. When we talk, um, talk about my Friday night Smackdown live again, that's on the casual community YouTube page. We'll go live there. Go ahead and like, share, subscribe, and, and, We'll, we'll see you all then, and, and if you're not going to watch or listen to that, we will see you next Saturday on the Slapping Me to Wrestling podcast.